0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I am one of your hosts. My name is Javon J. Love Adams, and I am alongside Ed Easy Smith, former professional baseball player, former professional football player, played in NFL Europe, played in the XFL. Again, I still need to get some of those stories about the XFL, and then also played in the National Football League for the Redskins, for the, and Redskins got a new coach, by the way. Yeah. Redskins played for the uh, Detroit Lions, played for the Philadelphia Eagles, and of course played for the Atlanta
1: Falcons. He was the original
0: Dirty Bird.
1: So, what is good, sir? Man, happy 2020 to everybody out there, and... Been a great season, man. We 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 went all the way through from training camp yes, sir. to you know the the finale here. We're gonna wrap up and then just to let everybody know we're gonna be popping in throughout the off season as well with Cardinals updates and news and our perspective on different things. But man, I gotta say, I mean we we worked together all already on the radio show. Indeed indeed. This was just like uh, the, the sprinkles on top of the cake. So I mean great 2019 man partnering with you on a whole bunch of things and looking forward to bigger and better in 2020 along with being involved with the Believe uh, uh, partnership so thank everybody at Believe as well.
0: Yes sir yes indeed and I echo those Sentiments for sure. So, we are, as my partner so eloquently put it, we do everything with the Arizona Cardinals. So, we are a Cardinal centric show. So, what we do during the season, anyway, hopefully this time next year, we'll be talking about the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. We'll We'll see. Playoffs. (laughs) So, but what we do is we talk about the game that just passed, the the game uh, that just passed the the previous week, uh, and then talk about some specific topics that have maybe uh, emerged out of that game and then look forward or vision cast into the next week. So, This week is a little bit different, so what we'll be talking about is the last game of the season, so that was against the Los Angeles Rams, and... And then, kind of, what what our thoughts were based on that game, and then taking a little bit of a different spin in terms of looking back a little bit on the season, uh, were we underwhelmed, were we overwhelmed, I guess were we just diswhelmed. I don't know if that's even maybe term. wrap up wrap it up, and give our grades
1: on the season too.
0: Yeah, we could do yeah. that, Mr. Grades. I'm I'm, this, I'm the I'm the stat guy, and he's the grades guy. So, without further ado, the Arizona Cardinals. They. They should have won this game easy. They should have won it. Yeah. Um, they went into Los Angeles, and they played the Los Angeles Rams. It was the final game of the season. They ended up falling short. Final score was, and I'm pulling it, 31-24. The Cardinals finished the season 5-10-1. Your thoughts on this game? I thought that one thing that was interesting and maybe this is maybe we'll will as we like to say in the in the corporate world parking lot this to the next part of the show. But Kyler Murray played; he had to be talked into playing. And we'll just let that hang in the air for a little bit. But he ended up playing, so the Cardinals should have won this game. Drake Drake did a good enough job. Edmonds saw the field. Um, What's, what was, I think, evident was that there still needs to be some attention paid to drafting the right wide receiver that can not only, as the saying goes, take the top off the defense, but that can actually run the routes and catch the ball and... and and become seamless into the offense. But your thoughts on this game?
1: Well, you bring up an interesting point, and I you know, maybe it was the holidays, I was a little busy. I didn't hear about them having to talk Kyler into playing. Yes. My, and it's funny you bring that up because one of the very first things that I was going to mention, from my point of view, I was a little, I guess, I won't say concerned, but I was a little bit like wondering why he was out there on a hamstring, and he kind of tweaked last week or the week before, I didn't think it was a necessity to have him out there for that game, honestly. I thought, you know, the, the type of season he's had, he's been there for just about every single snap uh, throughout the year. It would be, for me, it would have been no shame, you know, especially with a, a tweaked hammy, to just not necessarily shut him down, but give him a little rest in week 17 slash 16 final game. I think I would, myself, personally, you know, I could tell from the very first snap, that he wasn't his normal self. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lack of explosion from him. And we all know that there were times during the season we thought he would run more. I just looked at this game and saw that he was even more hesitant to run. Uh, He ended up throwing the ball 42 times, I think it is, 26 for 42. Had a decent game, 325 yards, two touchdowns, but then the two picks. And part of my, my, my my assessment is maybe if he had his legs under him a little bit, you know, a little more, mm-hmm. maybe instead of throwing those balls, he uses his legs to get out of trouble. Uh, you know, salvages the play with a run right. rather than seem like he was holed up in the pocket, even more so this time throwing the ball down the field. Um, like I said, it was neither team had anything to play for, both were not playoff eligible. The Rams came out, they very easily could have just laid down and died like dogs, um, but they didn't. They came out and they played a the game girly. All the way through the game, uh, golf was out there. So for me, like I said, it was it kind of the season kind of ended the way it started to a certain degree. With okay, they remember that first game, the, the tie against the Lions. It was like man, they should have won that one. Right, was, right. We had several of those throughout the year. This one, in my opinion, same kind of recipe. Um, I didn't expect much if you ask me from either team because I thought a lot of backups would be playing on both sides of the the ball the fact that we had Murray out there and he threw the ball 42 times, I mean, I'm not sure what they were trying to prove with this one. Here's something. And so I got this from
0: football.realgm.com, but this was also a quote that can be uh, attributed to ESPN, so along those lines. So Kyler Murray, who was dealing with a hamstring injury, said he had to be convinced to play in Sunday's season finale against the Los Angeles Rams. So uh, i paraphrasing here so we know that he tweaked it against the Se- the Seahawks. Um, and so he tried to, during the game, this is after the game, um, this is what he said, quote, they had to, like, convince me just because I'm more con- I'm more concerned, not wanting to injure it more, but at the same time, I understood it is what it is, Murray said, quote, I'm a competitor, I, if I hurt it, I'm going to hurt it, so, when I was out there, I wasn't even really, th- I wasn't thinking about it, uh, end quote, and, so along that way, and we and forgive us, I think this is a, because it is a, a season recap, so we may meander just a little bit, everybody, so we appreciate your uh, your putting up with this, but here's the thing, so you mentioned that you don't think that you need to be out there, but one of the things that I'm, one, one of the things that it didn't, not concern, but it just made me raise an eyebrow, was when, I heard him say a couple of different times because there was a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, he had tweaked something in a game. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was against the Rams or the 49ers or if it was against Tampa Bay. But So forgive me for not having that particular detail but he mentioned and he sat down for a few a couple of series and then went back in but said that he just if he's not 100% then he doesn't want to go out there then after the Seahawk game so when he did so when when uh, when Hunley ended up finishing that game Mm -hmm. he said yeah I I couldn't I just can't do what I what I typically do so I didn't want to go out there uh, if I'm not 100% so echoing similar sentiments and then it. I wonder if this is just kind of a mental roadblock. I'm I'm trying. I'm I'm training for a marathon. So there are certain times where I'm going through that first mile that I'm thinking, you know, I'm dealer out, man. I'm trying to mm-hmm. go back home, and I got to push through that first mile to then suffer through the next few miles. But the point is, yeah, I got to push through that mental roadblock. Maybe that's what they were trying to get him to do.
1: I can see it from both sides. I can see, you know, at this point in in the season, like say if this was week seven or eight, and you knew you had seven or eight games to go you know you have to take that stance of okay do we want to risk him being out there because we do want him for the long haul mm-hmm. in this situation it was one game to go right. it it wasn't anything in my opinion important about this game right from the organization standpoint though maybe they wanted to get that maybe behind the walls he's not showing that toughness that they want to see right. And, and the thing about playing in the NFL, and this is from every position. Because you can't have you cannot show weakness yeah. if you're going to be the leader, the leader of that yeah. team. So maybe you know, in, in your bringing those points up, that might refer, you know, refresh my view a little bit. Meaning maybe they were looking to see you know, how much dog he has in him. Because like I said, there are times especially different positions, you're nowhere near 100%. Your battery level is at like 35 or 40. Right. But all hands on deck. And maybe they didn't want to set a precedence with him in terms of, oh, we know you're not 100%, but it's really not that bad, dog. So, let's just go out there and see what we can do. And maybe put a little dog in him. You know, that type of thing. At the same time, and I will go back to my other point. Okay. It was a very meaningless game. True. And I'm... Quite, now the more I'm thinking I'm quite sure if it was as severe as we thought mm-hmm. they would have probably erred on the side of well this is our franchise quarterback we can't be risking this right so maybe after they got the reports and it was like eh, it's a small twins but you know we don't see anything and so maybe this was their way of saying hey man we need a little more from you in terms of you know that that that, that uh, junkyard. We don't need. Yeah. We don't need house dog. We need junkyard <laughs> dog. You know. So
0: you know. yeah. So in, in going back into the game just a little bit. So we're looking at the running game. Um, Drake sixty yards on uh, twelve attempts had a long of twenty four. Caught had three receptions for twenty three yards. Then we look at. Um, if I'm looking down and I'm looking here, Ed, I just I don't see a
1: name on You're that. missing something, aren't you? I'm missing there. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson didn't play in this game. Was he a healthy scratcher? Did he suit up or what? <laughs> he, was he, was, gonna, he was as healthy as me, he, man. He made, so he made the trip, right? Yeah, he made he, the trip. He was on the sideline. Man, how does that? How does that work? I mean,
0: I, I, I know that, again. I know, that, and I'm not saying this is any slight to you. I think that I'm echoing something that you said about your your time in, in the National Football League is that you weren't you weren't on that star level. No, right? yeah, yeah. And but I'm sure that you could you could you could tell or sense when a player was on his way out for whatever reason. Maybe it's because they acted like they were limping all the time when they really shouldn't be limping, or they weren't putting in the work. Whatever it was. Do you think that the team could feel that? Because we don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. He might be on the team this time next at the beginning of the season or when it comes to OTAs, et cetera. But do you think that there was, if, if he was traded, do you think anybody would be surprised in that locker room? It, th-
1: there is no more of a certain thing to me that David Johnson, in my opinion, and I could be totally wrong, is not going to be a Cardinal in 2020. What they were doing, and I said it over the last few weeks, they were protecting the asset, man. Right now, it's still a mystery because just like you and I have talked all through the season, and I've been very adamant about, I just didn't think he was a good fit for this scheme. And then you get Drake coming here and ball out and show that, wow, a running back who fits can be a great asset and can, you know, be effective in this scheme. So for me, one of two things happened. They said, look, well, I know one thing happened for sure. We do not want to put David Johnson out there over the last couple games or so and get any nicks on this because right now he still looks like a. imagine you know your car lot and you got a car mm. out there and you notice some little engine trouble and stuff like that but the outside looks pristine mm. and it looks shiny mm. and if we can get somebody to come in here and doesn't want to test drive it then man you know we we, we found this one right at the same time, if you take, yeah. if you get too many people taken out or you want to show it off, mm-hmm. and say, you know, hey, I want to see, you. I got to put, put the sales sign on it. I'm going to drive it around town a little bit. And you happen to get behind one of them big dump trucks with a lot of rocks and stuff hitting the Ooh, ground, right? Okay. You start getting dings and all of a sudden, every ding, you know, the price right, of your right, tag is going right, down, right? Right, right, So, I mean, I for me, it's like, a. I mean, you're talking about obvious. They put him on the shelf because they were like, look. We ain't going to get this thing hurt. We, and we want everybody to also think this thing still runs like a top. Because maybe it just wasn't a good fit here. Mm-hmm. But, hey, man, you know, you come get this, man. You never know. This this right here. You know, this this right here. Right here? Yeah. This right here, this? Yeah. So, for mm-hmm. me, the fact that he was dressed and healthy and saw no action at all, uh, there's no other explanation for me other than, that, one, they didn't want to get him hurt. Mm-hmm. And they also, like I said, if he went out there... And so, like, say if you gave him the 12 carries that you gave to Drake, and he comes up with 12 yards or minus whatever, people are going to really be looking like, hmm, yeah, maybe he really has. Right now, it's still a mystery. Mm-hmm. And if you keep the mystery going, you might be able to sell that for more come this off season. So that's a that's one of the most obvious things I've seen in a long time.
0: And, again, before we get off of uh, uh, Kyler Burry here a little bit, he you uh, you you mentioned this a little bit. He had uh, a couple of interceptions in the game, but he also had a couple of fumbles and a couple of fumbles for loss. And that's you got it. I, I want to. There's a couple of things that I want to see from him. I think Ron Wolfie always talks to him, uh, refers to him as uh, uh, a little uh, what churn. What are the things that churn the uh, the the butter? No, uh, the egg beaters. Yeah, that his, his legs are similar to egg beaters, where they're just moving and churning and churning. But he got to get those high knees cracking off because that's one of the things on the base on a youth football that mm-hmm. you tell kids, high knees, because you don't want to be tackled. You don't want to be shoestring tackled. But then also, the, I think towards the end of the last quarter of the year, those last five games, he was more susceptible to some of those, not not the sacks, not as many sacks, but making poor decisions um, with with in terms of for, for interceptions that happen more often than not, especially the last two or three weeks. But the... The defense. I think the defense did enough to win this game, and it was the offense that maybe kind of, for once, the offense was the one that let down the other side of the ball.
1: Yeah, and, you know, part of that, I think we saw the culmination of the year for this defense. Okay. Not a whole lot of talent out there. Right. Once again, I think we had the discussion last week about Patrick Peterson. Boy, he wanted to be in front of that camera as much as he could. He was, I mean, he was trying to show out. I saw a little extra emotion. Uh, some different things from him that we hadn't seen all year long and I don't think it's a coincidence that it was week 16, 17 of the season and all of a sudden he wants to show his enthusiasm or anything right. like that. For me, I think it was a little too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the defense, they put up a decent fight in this game. Um, I think we got word that Vance Johnson will be returning. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph, I'm sorry. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Me and you mess all the time. So yeah, he, will be returning. he will be returning. So I think you know, I think that's the right move, honestly. I think with the the talent level we had here, uh, introducing a new scheme, it takes longer than one offseason and one regular season okay. to see what he really can do with this unit and what he can turn it into. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the big test is going to be what they go out and do in the offseason. They tried the old veteran, uh, you know, with Suggs, with Suggs and saw how that didn't work. I think, you know, you're going to have – there and maybe, like, as we get deeper into this off season, we'll start identifying some of the real key spots they need to address. Maybe one show just say, hey, you know, offensive line slash DBs or whatever it is, you know, sounds defensive good. line, linebackers. We'll go into that a little more because, you know, it, it's, it's been one of those seasons, man. 5, 10, and 11 sounds like a horrible record. But think about what last year was, 3-13, and 13. Right. and we were in a lot of these games. I think more, more than more than anything, I would say it was a disappointing season because our records should be better. And I also think the defense could have played better all the way through. I think the offense showed signs, but could be more dynamic, could be more X, Y, Z, whatever. And we could also uh, throw in, hey, we need to figure out, still need to figure out how to cover a tight end in this in this league. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be questioned, uh, or at least have to be answered, I would say, during the offseason. But this last game right here kind of turned out to what I thought it would be. Defense hung in there. Offense uh, did what they could. The Rams came away with the victory. Uh, showed signs of good and bad all the way through it. So let's take a let's let's pivot a little bit then. So when we look
0: at just uh, strictly on points for points against. So points for points that the the Cardinals scored. 22.6 points a game, 16th in the NFL. Points against they were uh, 27.6 points a game given up, 28th out of 32. Um, um, 28th out of 32 in the NFL. So middle of the pack in terms of offense. And sometimes those numbers can be a little bit just to, of course they can be skewed a bit. But when you look at it, but compared to the previous year when they were last in both categories. The defense still we know that there that's where the opportunities to improve are. But when you talked about wanting to maybe give some grades, let's start maybe start at with the executive office. Yeah. Then go to coaching and then we'll go to office defense special teams. So, go so we're going to do this
1: on a yearly, ba- a yearly format. Here, I mean, I'm sure, starting from, yeah. I'm starting from all as well with the for the entire for the, season. Yeah, for, for the yes. executive office, we have to hold them accountable for a draft and for yes and everything. Yes. So for me, starts at type, uh, top. We'll start with Kime In my uh, estimation, I would give him a D grade on the year, okay. uh, primarily because of the ineffectiveness in addressing what I would thought were more important positions than wide receiver and different things. They should have been so focused. They did spend quite a few picks on on wide receiver. Wide receiver, D-back, stuff like that. When your sole focus, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. should have been we're going to go out and find the best draft or draftable offensive lineman, first and foremost, and then I think free agencies even before that, we're going to make our best pitch at some of these guys that are out there Maybe not get the A grade guys, but we gotta get some Bs and B pluses in here, offensive line wise. So for me, what they addressed and what they ended up with, and you know, I'm talking free agency draft, and then even some of the moves in season. If you think about it, what Crabtree, yeah, Crabtree. I mean, that, and then you know, you bring Suggs in, and that was almost like, well, you know, let's just go get us some veterans and see if they still got anything left in the tank. And we obviously found out. First, uh, with Crabtree, they should do a little more investigation. He wasn't a fit anyway because we talked about this beginning of the year. You already had that veteran presence with Larry Fitzgerald. Right. <clears throat> if Crabtree was coming into a situation where Larry wasn't here and you had, you know, all these young guys, Keyshawn Johnson, you know, uh, run down the list, then you're like, we need a veteran in here. You had a perfect guy already. You go get a old a one, one not as old as Larry but just as slow as Larry and mm. a whole lot less impact. To mm-hmm. me, that made no sense. Gotcha. So that's my grade for the front office.
0: Interesting. So even with the... I guess you couldn't, couldn't have gone wrong. They could have drafted Bosa. But but with the drafting the Kyler Murray, and so maybe getting that pick right, so to speak. And then with uh, with the, the one of the cornerback spots, I mean, he ended up starting and being able to to make an impact. But so
1: you still think deep. I want to protect my asset first and foremost. Right. Here's the thing. And, and every year is different. And this year, I've already heard... This wide receiver class coming out this year in this so draft, deep, yeah. it is so deep. So what you have to do, there are years when it's deep in DBs, whether it be cornerbacks, safeties. You let those, if you got a whole bunch to pick from, you might miss those top two or three, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a whole stack of them in the middle that are very comparable. Okay. So why not, if this is, because last year, you, if, you, if I'm you know, going off my memory correctly, there was no big, big splash in offensive linemen. I mean, there was a right. couple out there, so that means it's even more imperative to go find the best of the best out there, if you right. want to, you know.
0: Right, okay. All right, so let's go with, now let's go to... So go give to, me a grade, you know? Yeah. am uh, I'm, I'm thinking about either mid-C or C-, minus because I think that at least, I, I feel better about the quarterback position this season, this off season. As opposed to last off season. because I don't think that uh, Rosen, even though he was thrust into the starting, the to being a starter, I, I don't think that people were were confident that he was going to take that next step. But just thought yeah. that give him a chance to take the next step since you know, since he drafted him in the high in the first round. But so I would say. C minus C C C. I'm leaning more towards C. You're minus. grading on a curve. Huh? I saying a little C minus. C minus. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see. Uh, so what about coaching? And I'll start here, and I'll let you go. When I think coaching, uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna take it from the head honcho coach. So I think I would give a C minus. And so here's why. I think that what we know about Kingsbury is that he is he has the ability. To make adjustments, so he's not so stubborn that he can't make adjustments. But I want—I think—the opportunity for him is to be more of that CEO. Yeah. When you look at, I'm mentioning this name only because that's what he was. But Coughlin, maybe when he was when his first time with the Jaguars. Um, but Coughlin, how uh, he was more, and you—you you talked about um, Coach Dan Reeves. Coach Dan Reeves. Yeah. And just being, having your hand in a lot of... In, in every aspect. Offense, defensive, special teams. Even if they have
1: a special T. So that's why I would give him um, more of a C- minus for that. I, you know, when I'm right there, which I'll give you... i give him a C, C- myself. Um, I, I do think... Toward the end of the year, he showed me... He's got it somewhere in there. It's just... Is he ever going to be able to find it and bring it out himself? You know, meaning... You know, it's one thing, he takes on the added uh, pressure of running the offense, it's his offense, but he's going to have to find that balance of, okay, I'm running the offense, but I also I have people in other places doing their job, but I also have my everything has to be stamped by me. Before you send a letter out of here, it has to come by my desk and I know you got the stamp on it, you got the address and everything like that, but until I say yes, put it in the mail, it doesn't go into yeah. the mail. Yeah. <clears throat> and right now, I'm getting the impression, like even with the with the defense, he's like you know maybe peeking his head in the room like you guys got this okay good I'll, I'll see you guys at the meet later on rather than being in there and say this week what's the scheme we've I've been noticing we've had some trouble covering tight ends so I want to sit down this week to fit, I want to why, why has that been meaning we want I want to talk this out why has that been what are we gonna to do to correct it not. The next week is like, well, dang, you know, we give up 130 and two touchdowns to who? Higby, who's you know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting on to get a grasp of the whole thing, and it's going to take some time.
0: Right. I think this off will be he's sh- because he now you're going in wide eyed yeah
1: to your first season, and so you're going through now it. you he now knows what he doesn't know. Right. So now. It's up to you. You better figure out what you don't know or you're not long for the position. Mm-hmm. So I give him credit. Like I said, he, he did some different things after that first, you know, bunch of games. We were like, what is this, you know? And he pulled a few things out. What I want to see him do is instead of just reaching the bag every now and then, take that damn thing and up, just put it all on the floor. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. So, so I, you know, in that aspect, <clears throat> rookie season as a head coach, um, did a, a decent job. He still has an awful lot to learn, mm-hmm. but that comes with time. So, what would you give him? Uh, I gave him a C, C okay. minus along with you. Okay. So, let's go. I'll
0: start with special teams, defense, and then offense. So, um, special teams, C minus. I mean, the, the, the place kicker,
1: he did. Yeah, he, did, he, uh, he uh, got to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah, but.
0: Special teams. There was nothing special about the special teams, no. as a, other than that, um, defense. We know that defense, D, because yeah. the, it. There were too many ty- inability to cover tight ends. Yeah, there, there's just so many hope that 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 side of the ball needs to be needs to definitely be addressed. And however they however they're going to do that, um, hopefully Vance Joseph will will be able to really get. His type of players in place, mm-hmm. uh, and really, yeah, I think you had mentioned it before um, when it comes to the GM and the coaches, how they have to lock themselves in a the room and they come out all, all the, same, on the page. same page. Now, the coaches, so the offense and defense and the special teams, all the, they need to c- lock themselves in a the room and come out on the same page. And offense, see, because I think when we, when we look at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray had. Gosh, I want to say just on the in terms of his his offensive performance on the year. I mean, he was he was breaking records. I mm-hmm. mean, in terms of for the Cardinal rookie records, doing things with his feet, doing things with his arm. I want to see him. I would like like to see him be that offense be more vertical as opposed to horizontal. Um, but r- the running game, because even with Drake, there were times where I mean, what did we just talk about? There was a twelve twelve uh, carries for sixty yards. You can't have that. Yeah, you can't yeah. have that. Uh, when you're looking at the wide receivers, you got to be able to do more things with them. They started to use Arnold, I want to say, at the, the last couple of weeks, two, three weeks of the season, so maybe there's something there. But uh, So I would give them a C. So overall, you know, yeah. So what,
1: what are your thoughts? Well, for me, have you ever heard of a valedictorian with a C average? <laughs> so, and I bring that up because with a 5-10-1 record, mm-hmm. obviously we were either at... Or below average in all aspects of the game. Otherwise, That's you true. don't end up with a 5, 10, and 1 record. That's true. So, all across the board, you know, I would say, uh, special teams-wise, not one, maybe two big plays all through the year. Totally unsatisfactory. You've got to change field position. you got to block punts. Look what the, uh, the Patriots have done. We're clowning them with their... Twelve win season, thirteen win season, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they won them. They won a few of their games with their special teams alone. Mm-hmm. Those that that has to come to that You right. have to light that up. Somebody has to bring that part of the the the, the, the team, the unit. That unit has to be uplifted. Right. Uh, defensively, we didn't cover a tight end. We gave up too many yards. We got killed a different way almost every week, but mm-hmm. it wasn't just one way. Like we would not cover tight end and also let them run for one hundred and fifty or we give up 340 to 400 in the passing game Drop and that, yeah so it was like every different way we could we just I think it was one or two weeks and we brought the the Seattle game when mm-hmm. they brought everything to the table and when that was a complete team effort everybody was on board you get the win on the road knock Seattle out of the number one spot for the you know so you know they're you know feeling bad about that game but we saw that when, when they when they could do it the one or two times a year, mm-hmm. we saw success. We didn't see that often, though, in a, a 16-game schedule. True. You know, you give it to us twice, we can't even really say we saw it. And then offensively, you know, we we sputtered out of the gate. We finally, whatever games were, you know, the, the, the Bengals, uh, Giants, Falcons, you know, and then we started beating our chest because we won three in a row. Mm. We also had that tie. But then we got to that part of the schedule where we were playing – you know, more complete teams, teams with more talent than us. Mm-hmm. And they showed what they could do uh, when they were on their A game. And our offense, you know, like I said, respectable. But not nowhere near, you know, you want to get out of those the, the rankings of the 20s and all those categories, especially the offense. So with that mm-hmm. being said, I would be gracious and give Cs and C-minuses across the board just so they didn't have to go to summer school. So we can keep them out of summer school. You know, that D average gets you in a whole lot of trouble, right? right but right. The seeds, you can always come home and say, Mama, at least I passed, you know. So, right now, keep them, keep them out of summer school. Mm-hmm. They get a pass, 5-10-1, decent season. But we, we one, expected, especially after they had the little three-game run early in the year, we expected a whole lot more. Because mm-hmm. either they kind of gave it to us like, oh, maybe it's not going to be as bad as we thought. Yeah. And then, rope-a-dope. rope dope yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm, I, in the end, though, if and I think a lot of people had them pegged. The over under was what five or six games. I think five, it was five, I so they basically met the expectations. The expectations <laughs> were just set really low. Indeed, <laughs> and the funny thing is, even with all that being
0: said, I mean, there should be some calls for optimism, but I'm not necessarily optimistic.
1: You remember, I, I, I talked about that last week when you you might have the best meal of your life, but then you find. Something bad went wrong with it late, mm-hmm. and it's like you know maybe they just scorch something, or and you get that bad taste in your mouth. The end, yeah, it makes you forget about the the how great that meal started off. Right, and I think that's what happened. These you know we had the, the win in Seattle was got us up again, but then you know we come back down the earth with the Rams, and then you think about not just the Seattle game, you think about the last five. I know they snuck one in on the Browns, but the Browns are a dumpster fire, so. Think about the teams we beat this year, and I'll run down the list again. Browns, no playoffs, Mm -hmm. horrible. Uh, Atlanta's totally underachieved. Giants, what, two or three wins on the season? Mm -hmm. And Bengals, which got the number one seed with two wins this year. So Mm -hmm. you're talking about what, you know, we got five wins and a tie Mm -hmm. against a Detroit team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But so, like I said, long and short of it, man, it's been... You know, it's, it's been a great year for us to cover. It gave us a lot to, to to talk about all through the season. Uh, we just thought we'd have a little more positive right. to, uh, to kind of review. Interesting.
0: So, I think uh, so. Again, we will. This is believing the Arizona Cardinals. So we will be. Uh, you'll be hearing about hearing from us through the off season. Uh, and so we appreciate those who listen We do appreciate it So on behalf of my partner Ed Easy Smith I am Javon J Love Adams And like he always likes to say Until you hear
1: from us again Be easy out there <laughs> You can. Thank you for
0: listening to Believe You can show support to your host By subscribing to the show And giving us a 5 star rating On your preferred platform